You're listening to How I Grow with the Seed Collection, and today we'll be going over eight of the most common mistakes that harm your seed sowing success. If you've ever been frustrated by germination failures or mysterious seedling death, this episode's for you. Growing an adult plant from a tiny seed can often feel like a form of magic. And while nature is amazingly productive, it's not infallible. Many first-time gardeners sow their seeds and expect foolproof germination in a few days. This only leads them to become frustrated if seedlings fail to appear. Thankfully, most of the problems preventing healthy germination are well-known and easy to combat. Get the conditions right for your seeds and nature will step in to work its magic. First, I'll list the eight most common mistakes that gardeners make and then we'll delve into more information and methods to counter each one. Number one is sowing in the incorrect soil temperature. Number two, over or under watering. Three, poor soil quality. Four, using contaminated pots or seedling trays. Five, sowing your seeds too early. Six, using the incorrect sowing method. Seven, failing to protect against pest damage. And number eight, forgetting to properly label your seedlings. So let's start with the most common mistake of them all, sowing into the wrong soil temperature. Did you know that the temperatures listed for germination on your seed packet are referring to the temperature of the soil required for the seed to germinate and not the weather or air temperature? This is the most common cause for germination disappointment that we've come across with fellow gardeners. All seeds have a preferred soil temperature, which acts as a starter for germination and helps the plant to time its growth with the season. If your soil is too cold for the seed you've sown, germination simply won't happen, no matter how long you wait. At the other end of the scale, if the soil gets too hot, your seeds will bake and die either before germination or shortly after. This is particularly helpful to keep in mind if you're sowing under glass. This means that it may not be ideal to sow all the varieties you have in the one seedling tray or area. What's good for some mightn't be good for others, so be sure to check this prior to sowing. In most cases, a soil temperature of 15 to 25 degrees Celsius is required, but check each seed variety packet for the exceptions and a more precise figure. The really important takeaway from this is to not confuse air temperature with soil temperature. For outdoor sowing early in the year, the soil can be significantly cooler than the air, while the composting containers can heat up and even overheat surprisingly quickly in direct sunlight. Then we have watering issues. A certain level of dampness in the soil is essential for seeds to germinate. What's more, after germination, the seedling's immature root system needs continuous moisture, and even just a few hours of dry soil can be fatal. While on the other hand, waterlogged soil can set the seed rotting before it has a chance to germinate, as well as potentially foster many other harmful moulds and diseases. If you have seedlings in a seed raising tray or punnets, spray them with a misting water spray each day and as required. Ensure they are constantly moist, but never sopping wet or dry. Blasting or drowning them with the hose will wash out the seeds you've sown and is a step in the direction of disappointment. 
With seeds and seedlings, watering a little and often is the surest way for successful germination and good health, so try to make it a part of your daily routine. After over or under watering is poor soil quality. Poor soil quality or soil that lacks vital nutrients is another of seed germination's enemies. Using a good quality soil gives your seeds the best start they can have. In the garden, rake the soil to a fine texture so that it's light and airy. Remove as many stones and other debris as you can. Then ensure there is plenty of organic matter in the soil. It's best to do this a few weeks before planting so as not to burn your seedlings with fertiliser. If sowing in containers, use a fine-grade potting compost rather than soil brought in from the garden. And for particularly tiny seeds, it can be useful to mix vermiculite into the compost to further lighten its texture. Doing this ensures that the seeds meet less resistance as they sprout. And in either case, use fresh, weed-free soil whenever you can. This avoids competition from uninvited guests. If you reuse last year's compost, you risk sowing your seeds into soil already packed with wild seeds, not to mention the eggs of slugs and other pests. Another common mistake is not using clean pots and containers. This one's often overlooked, but it's really important to plant into vessels that are clean and not harbouring any nasties. Ensuring the pots, seedling trays or containers are clean is one of the best ways to prevent disease and pests from building up when sowing undercover. Aim to make an annual springtime ritual of sorting through your pots and seed trays, thoroughly cleaning the ones you want to keep. Have your seedlings ever been really long and leggy? Perhaps you've sown them too soon. A lack of light can cause problems even after successful germination. Plants grown in shady conditions like indoors will race upwards and try to catch the extra sunlight they need. This can lead to thin, spindly plants which lack strength and vigour. These leggy seedlings can easily collapse under their own weight, usually killing the plant. But even if they do survive long enough to be transplanted to a sunnier location, they often fail to thrive. Leggy seedlings are most often the result of sowing indoors too soon, which results in the seedlings having to wait too long to be transplanted. In general, plants are ready to be moved to their final location between four and eight weeks after germination, so time your sowing to take this into account. Now let's talk about sowing methods. Seeds can be sown direct into open soil or started off under cover in seed trays or small pots. Sowing indoors can make it easier to control conditions like temperature, but it isn't always the best choice. Some seedlings, particularly root vegetables, quickly develop long, fine roots which are easily damaged when the time comes to transplant them. Other plants simply prefer to be sown in their final location, going into a form of shock if they're transplanted with growth slowing or halting until they recover. Then there are other seedlings such as chilies. They develop a stronger root ball when they're sown in a small container first and potted into a bigger or more final home as they grow. Always check the information on the seed packet for the preferred sowing instructions. This way you won't get caught out by assumptions. Next up, we have not protecting against pest damage. Even with your most careful sowing precautions, there are plenty of pests which can undo all your work in just a few minutes. Birds, snails, caterpillars and even household pets can destroy seeds and seedlings in moments, 
so take all the precautions you can. One such precaution is to cover exposed seed beds with netting. This will protect them from birds. Another is to patrol your gardens daily or nightly to collect slugs and snails. You should also keep a lookout for caterpillars, aphids and other pests on established plants nearby. These can threaten your seedlings too. If unprotected seeds that were sown outdoors are stubbornly overdue in showing their faces, there's a good chance that they've already sprouted but been demolished by pests before you've even noticed. Now let's talk about why you should label your seedlings. Whenever you sow a seed, it's important that you add a readable, weatherproof label to the pot or row. You won't necessarily recognise which seedling is which after germination, and this can make things difficult for not only IDing them, but also for deciding how far apart to transplant them. It's wise to include the sowing date on the label too, so you'll know if germination becomes seriously overdue. Plants want to grow, and there's no great mystery to starting them from seed. Don't make things hard for them or yourself by falling into these common sowing mistakes, and your seeds will reward you with a clutch of thriving young plants. Now I'm going to go over some of the most commonly asked questions we hear on this topic. How deep shall I sow my seeds? Sowing too deep can also harm your seeds' chances. Some seeds need more light than others to germinate. This affects the depth a seed should be sown at. Too deep, and it won't get the light that it needs to burst into life. In general terms, a seed should be sown about two or three times as deep as it is wide but individual seed packets will give a more precise sowing depth to follow. If you're sowing more than a centimetre or so below the surface, don't press the earth down too hard afterwards. Seedlings are surprisingly strong, but heavily compacted soil may strangle their growth before it's even begun. And if seeds need to be sown on or near the surface, such as with oregano or strawberry, gently tamp them down after. This ensures they make good contact with the soil. How do I know if I'm overwatering my seedlings? Well, besides checking in on how wet or dry the soil feels, some other telltale signs will include things like mould or stunted growth. Excessive moisture creates an ideal environment for mould and fungus. If you notice any mould or fungus on the soil surface, it could be a sign of overwatering. This can lead to root rot, a condition where the roots are damaged by fungi that thrive in waterlogged soil. If you gently pull a seedling out of the soil and notice a foul odour or mushy dark roots, it is likely experiencing root rot. Another sign is stunted growth. Seedlings that are consistently overwatered may exhibit slow or stunted growth. The excess water can disrupt nutrient uptake and inhibit the development of a healthy root system. Look out for droopy seedlings too. Overwatered seedlings will show signs of drooping, similar to underwatered plants. However, the drooping in overwatered plants is usually accompanied by wet or waterlogged soil. To help avoid this, be sure to provide proper drainage. Make sure your seedling containers have drainage holes, and if you're using trays, empty excess water from the tray to prevent waterlogging. You can also adjust the watering frequency. Seedlings often need less water than mature plants. Adjust your watering schedule based on the specific needs of the seedlings and the environmental conditions they're in. I planted flowers or vegetables and nothing but weeds grew. Was I sold the incorrect seeds? This can happen when sowing directly into a garden bed. 
Gardeners sometimes find unexpected or unfamiliar seedlings in their carefully tended gardens, often in just the same spot where they've sown some seeds. The explanation usually lies not in a mislabeled seed packet, but in what's hiding within the soil. All soil has what's called a soil seed bank. This is a reserve of viable seeds hiding within the soil. These seeds can be dropped by birds, blown in off the wind, from compost or in soil brought into the garden from elsewhere. Dropped fruit left to rot on the soil is another source and they can also be transported by domestic pets, either on their fur or in their tummies. Worm castings and even purchased soil mixes are all possible sources of seeds in your soil seed bank. It's similar to how more weeds pop up, even after you've carefully plucked every single one from a particular area. These seeds are there, just waiting for the right conditions to thrive, when along comes a gardener who lovingly tends the soil and plants their seed of choice. The gardener tends to that patch of garden with careful watering, and before they know it, something entirely different has sprouted. But why didn't their seeds sprout? Most weed species are designed to outgrow other plants, while requiring less time and less care and nurture to germinate and reach maturity. These weeds suffocate the seeds the gardener has planted before they even sprouted or shortly after. It's for this reason that we recommend raising your seeds in trays or punnets whenever a seed requirement allows for it. You can then transfer them safely to the garden when they're strong enough. How can I protect my seedlings from pests? One of the most effective ways to do this is to raise them as seedlings in a miniature greenhouse. But if you're sowing directly into the garden, then clonches can help. This is a little plastic dome with ventilation that cover a young seedling in the garden. They're not entirely infallible, but they go a long way in helping. In addition to this, you can do things like set snail traps, net garden beds, and introduce insects that prey on the bugs eating your garden. You can do this by introducing plants that attract the beneficial insects, and also companion planting. How can I help a leggy seedling thrive? If your seedling is already leggy and you want to help support it to stronger growth but can't yet transplant it, the following tips can assist. Provide adequate light. Place the seedling in a location where they receive ample natural sunlight and ensure they receive at least 12 to 16 hours per day. This mimics the long days of sunlight that plants experience during the spring and summer. Regularly rotate the seedling tray to prevent them from leaning toward a light source. This encourages more even growth. And you can also provide support by gently staking them with small sticks, like toothpicks or icy pole sticks. This can help prevent them from collapsing under their own weight. Good air circulation will also strengthen the seedling. Use a fan on low setting to stimulate a natural breeze. This helps prevent the seedling from becoming too tall and weak. And if you're transplanting leggy seedlings, bury the stem deeper than it was in the previous container, even up to the first set of leaves. This promotes a more supportive root system and can help stabilise the seedling. You should also be careful to avoid over-fertilising. Excessive nitrogen can contribute to leggy growth. Use a balanced fertiliser and follow the recommended application rates. But remember, prevention is key to avoiding leggy seedlings. Start with proper light from the beginning to encourage sturdy and compact growth. If you address legginess early on, the seedlings are more likely to recover and develop into healthy, robust plants. How can I increase the soil temperature? Ensuring that the soil temperature is right for your seeds is essential for their germination. 
You can do this by placing your seed raising setup in a sunny location and regularly check on the temperature with a soil thermometer. Keeping your seed raising setup indoors in a sunny location can also be beneficial because it allows you to keep a closer eye on them and check more regularly. Just be sure that their sunlight requirements are met. And there are some less time-consuming methods too. For example, you can purchase a heat mat or a heated propagation kit. These allow you to set the temperature and let your seeds do the rest. What can I clean my pots with? Before sterilising your pots, give them a wash in warm water to remove any soil or other residue. Use a scrubbing brush if you need to. Then you can soak them in a sterilising solution for at least 10 minutes. This will neutralise any remaining pathogens. One part of unscented bleach to nine parts of water is a common solution used by lots of home gardeners. Once this is done, you can allow the containers to drip dry and then they're ready for use. If you have any questions or would like to discuss this topic or any other garden-related topic, then please connect with us and many other garden enthusiasts in our group on Facebook, the Seed Collection Community. You could also be sure to have a listen to one of our earlier podcasts titled Seed Sewing, A Guide for Success. It's laced intricately with practical advice, answers to frequently asked questions and information to help you help your seedlings thrive. You've been listening to How I Grow, produced by The Seed Collection in Melbourne, Australia. It is our aim to make gardening more accessible to more people and this podcast is one of the many ways in which we're doing that. If you don't already know who we are, jump online and visit www.theseedcollection.com.au. You'll find a treasure trove of gardening information, as well as a huge range of seeds, garden supplies and accessories. That address again is www.theseedcollection.com.au. Thanks for listening.